0: Previously on the Fundy Podcast. You now learn the, the real business in the background. Yeah. From an indie label perspective. From Lance. Packaging, not from, from Lance. an indie label. Oh, okay. From Lance. From Lance, Burr. yeah.
1: And this is a person who started hip-hop in South Africa. Yes. I'd sit with him and he just loved telling this 16-year-old kid about all the great and wonderful things he's been able to do in mm. his then 20-year-long career. And I was just absorbing that like a sponge.
0: So you're quite the walking encyclopedia of South African music.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got taught by Sipos Toilet. I got taught by Lance Lance. I got taught and inducted by Squatter Camp and Body Bing Entertainment. It would be unfortunate that, you know, in the very following year, Flabba passed, mm. passes away. Yeah, That was like the biggest shock for me. You know, you. he's the first guy that I went to in studio when I was selling sips for sugar Smacks. Mm. you know what I mean? Mm. And was like a bigger brother to me, always a mm. very friendly guy. And then he passed very tragically. The Fundi Podcast is proudly brought to you by The Mesa Fundi, powered by Windows 10 Professional. The Mesa Fundi, flexibility reimagined.
0: Now the grind from where from that work Mm. to the point where it really finally hits what i would call the tipping point Mm. there's a lot of years of very hard focused work Mm. from not only a musical direction perspective Mm -hmm. uh the crafting of the videos uh the brand plan how were you guys able to sustain financially that drive
1: I think we knew that there was a possibility that, you know, this thing could be lucrative. When ventilation started, it was a youth impact marketing um, agency. And now they can communicate marketing messages that brands want to jump onto to the public. So we got that. And then there was the entrance of Rafael Benza Mm. into the industry. And I was like, oh, damn, he's doing like what ventilation are doing. Oh, but he's like so much better networked. OK, damn, he's got so much more experience. Oh, he's got this artist called AKA. Hey. What are they doing with him? Yeah. Oh, damn, they just won awards against Zahara. Mm. And was like, OK, fine. How do we create a competitive advantage? How do we understand our market? Mm. Um, or oh, You've got a guy like Benza, who's really killing the game. He's got all the brands working for him. But he might not be able to understand the South African market as intensely as we can because we are studying it we are from the culture and everything yeah, else so we focused on traveling the country you've it, gone
0: into every mining town every it, 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 village every nook and cranny
1: and therefore when you want someone who understands the market mm. there's very few people you can look to i knew that it will come a point in time where you know my unique skill set will then put me in a unique position mm. where if people actually want to engage with this market they'll need to speak to me or brands that I work with. Yeah. We're like we're creating music that speaks to South Africans. Africans yeah. You know, and their South Africanness. Yeah. Okay. But we were working on it twenty thirteen when we did Dakar. Oh yes, yes
0: the, when you the, on the
1: Dakar. first single on Dakar was Tuluchave, which was like a hybrid Kwaito song. Yes. Kidex, Cuesta Zague. This was before the Karakaras and everything else. Like yeah. we were starting that thing. Yes. And we found like producers who were producing that authentic South African sound yes. and we were trying to churn out more and more of that. Yes. It wasn't until we bumped into Saifo and started working with him. Saifo had always been like a Kwaito producer. Yes. Like no one knew this about him. But yeah. he was producing hits for these Kwaito accent as well. He bumped into a guy called DJ Slick, gave him a song and then called Quest over to record it, and they sent me like the recording. And I listened to the song, I was like, damn, this is exactly what we were trying to do. Oh. Cool, we had like now a big song, you know, um, they put Flabba on the song as yes. well. We ended up touring with him. The December of 2014 was really where we went around the road. It would be unfortunate that, you know, in the very following year, Flabba mm. passes away. Yeah. That was like the biggest shock, you know, um, for me, you know, you. he's the first guy that I went to in studio when I was sending sips for Sugar Smacks, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And was like a bigger brother to me, always mm-hmm. very friendly guy. And then he passed very tragically. And that was like the first time Quest has ever called me at like before 6 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, like, number one, he's calling me. I'm like, what? what is the emergency? Yes, what yes, is the travesty? Yes, yes. And he's like, no, um, Flavo got stabbed and died. Mm-hmm. I was like, Damn. That was the day we were supposed to wake up and shoot the music video for the "Do Like I Do" remix, mm. as well. The week after that, "Do Like I Do" went to number three on the South African radio charts, mm, mm. Our first time in the top ten, top five. Mm. It's like bittersweet. It's that you know, you like lost, people, people, people say, like yeah. you know, these guys work so hard to get lucky. You know what I mean? And they survived all these things. The thing that really put us on is that Flubber had to die, and that was the sad part.
0: Yeah, we of remember it. that um, this is a Squatter Camper shot Strip mm. Down episode, just a few weeks earlier. Yeah yeah, 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 And I remember, remember Slicker calling me and saying, man, I think you have the last shot of us as a group. Mm. And I just remember saying, okay, cool, what do you need? And we, on our side, were just moving as fast as possible yeah. to, you know, uh, finish editing the episode, send yeah. out pictures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How do you guys then, uh, after you've buried your friend? Well,
1: number one, we don't get to bury him. Mm. The song's blown up, we're on the road, we're on tour, mm. and we're in Mafikeng on the day of his funeral. Mm. And all we can do is like wake up early in the morning and just observe the fact that there's a funeral going on. We are with Ricky Rick at the time, mm. and we were just talking about old stories about how Flabba and Squatter Camp had impacted on our lives. From that moment on, we made a vow to take this thing really seriously. So This yeah. explains
0: the, the force that you guys came became right after that. Yeah. And it's still continuing, <laughs> by <the way. laughs> yeah. Where you have just literally, every year, you have stamped and taken over summer. You've even claimed spring yeah. and, and winter sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to specifically talk about Ngutu, because for me, that feels like the most iconic shift. Casper mm-hmm. New Vest is on the rise, mm. AKA uh, the mm. rise of SA hip hop has just really catapulted.
1: Yeah, Casper New Vest was like everywhere. AKA was had already been everywhere since 2012. Kuli uh, Chana had risen to prominence. But this Seeming was good because do... you're a competitive guy. Yeah, I'm you a very competitive. Yeah, I, exa- I enjoyed watching everyone progress. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fine. Now I can come up with a master plan on how to beat everything. I mean, we done Do Like I Do. Uh, you know, we've done Tulu we had done a whole lot of these songs that have got this authentic South African sound and I was obsessed with finding a 45 BPM song. I went into a store, and I'm listening to this music that's being played really in slow in Studio 88 yeah. at the store. So it's and like slow down house. Yeah, slow down. They were playing Professor Jezebel by the time ah. I got to the till. I said, no, please tell me why you guys are doing this. They're like, no, this is what we do in Tembisa. I drive to Tembisa, and when I get to Tembisa, I see yeah. all the coolest golf ones with the guys with the seats yes, all laid back, back, and they're bumping 45 BPM music. I get back to the studio, I'm like, yo, 45 is going to change our life. We traveled for a year yeah, trying to find this 45 BPM beat. Yeah. Never found it. Yeah recorded the album Dakar 2 like completed it yes. we're done but we don't have the 45 and we're done with the album
0: so in your team meetings you guys are sitting down and you're just obsessed that we do not have the 45
1: I don't really put the stress on everybody else I'm, I need yeah. to worry about actually what needs to happen my producer calls us up hey you need to finish this song that you recorded with Busiswa so, yeah. here and then I'm like porri we're done with the album like we're yeah. done yeah. but I still haven't found the 45 and he said I've got something like a 45 that's that's in those words I've got yeah. something like, like a, 40, a 45, 45. He played it, and he's like, yeah, but I've got it in two versions. I've got also a quickened-up version, and that sounded like a real driving EDM version. And I was like, nah. hmm, I just didn't know. Because, like, now I'm obsessing about this thing for so much. Yes. I want it to be perfect, so I'm not sure. Yeah. And then Senza's like, no, it's it, which means it's sitting. I start, like, creating, like, the melodies, the drum yes. pattern. I start tapping it on the table, and then he starts playing out yeah. the keys, and I say, okay, fine, let's put in a speakery bass line. Yeah. <laughs> in. He adds that. Just Senzo then just, just like, freestyles. Yeah. So he just he, had that part? He, he just freestyle that part, like, yeah. just playing around, and yeah. like, oh, damn, this is sick. Yeah. He records both his verses, like, yeah. one and two. And then I'm like, damn it, I need to add a drop to the song. Yeah. From my experience of playing the music during the performances, I know exactly, like, the moments in a mm. song where the crowd will go crazy. Add a four uh, beat drop in the track, some yeah. delay, yeah. slap it, we play the song, done. On the weekend we drive down to um Durban. Yeah. We've got a show there. Yeah. I end up having a long conversation with the Professor. He tells me the story of how, you know, um is gonna blow up, be the biggest thing, you know, he's Nguni or oh, Zulu. No no no, he's Nguni yeah. and Zulu. Zulu. Yeah. Because of that, you know, Bumalanga, the Nguni people. Yeah. KZN, the Nguni people. Yeah. Uh, Eastern Cape, the Anguni people. Western Cape, the Anguni people, the Xhosa speaking, the Ndebele speaking, the Swati speaking, the Zulu speaking, all of them Anguni. You're completely right, but you're completely wrong. This song needs someone who's going to take it to the Northwest. Yes. Where the Swana people are. So you know I've got this side
0: of the country. I I need this other part.
1: I didn't say this to him, but in my head, all I'm thinking is listening. We need Casper for this song. So we go to Casper's house because Casper called requesting to record another song, mm. so we go in there. He goes upstairs. He records the song. You're we doing this just to get what Casper wanted to get out of the way, yeah. cool. And then we we're gonna, gonna play. Him the, we're gonna. No, we weren't even gonna make our request. You said to play? No, we said uh, we've also got songs on the album. You know, uh, you can listen to the album. Yeah. And if you feel like there's a song you'd want to jump on, yeah. You know, you can hop onto it. The first song on that so list is the, the first song on that list isn't good. <laughs> he presses play. Ah. And then he presses stop after five seconds. He's like, My God, this is it. That was it. Like, we just left the song with him there and asked him to write it. And then, beyond that, he was traveling and whatever. And then he, one day he was in London. So I couldn't even get a hold of him on the phone. So I DM him, I'd say, Yo. We're going into mixing and mastering, you need to send us this song, like yeah. whatever. Like, yo, guys, I'm going to try and find a studio here in London yeah. so I can record this verse. Yes. I think it was great that he was there because he was away from home and got to reflect on being home Ooh. and got to miss being home. And so we go to the Summers? We go to the Summers the following year. We won six yeah. uh, Summers and that was well, like a record most awards by a male solo artist tied the record for most awards by solo artists mm. as well. He then becomes one of the most awarded hip-hop artists in South African music history.
0: And you guys become some of the most paid guys in the industry, period, because yeah. now I see your artists on big...
1: Billboards, I see
0: commercials. Yeah, you guys are shooting uh, arguably some of the most expensive music videos in the country. Yeah,
1: we spent a million rand on the Spirit music video. Yeah, and then we toured the whole December, and we went into January with no money in the bank. Mm. And that was because I was putting my head on the line and saying I'm willing to bet yes. if we spend this money on this video, yes, and the advertising agencies see yes. this. Yes this is going to be their template for every single ad that they do. Yeah. Whether or not they use our music, this is going to be the template. Even if we're going bankrupt right now, some corporate is going to give us yeah. a ton of money no, because of this investment. And then it did. We got you know, a telecom deal um, because of that. We got like, a sneaker deal. We knew that that's going to make him like established yes. household name. Back in the days when I was doing club promotions uh, in high school, Mm. um, there was another guy who was also promoting at a club up the road called Catwalk, Lumge. He's always been like someone who's trying to plug us with what's happening in the States. And then with the song Spirit, it just worked out. Wale recorded it. There was just a hook on the song. Really? So you guys just sent him the hook hook? and the beat. Yeah. And then he recorded his verse, and his verse was so hot. I think it's still one of the best transatlantic collaborations. Yeah. Yeah. We're able to bring him from not only K1, which is Cuesta's hometown, yes, yes. you know, we have a show in Loof, which is like my first home when yeah. I was born, you yeah, know, in yeah, the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. So like it was like real full circle.
0: Yeah. Uh, fast forward to you now uh, being uh, the, the director of uh, The Orchard in mm-hmm. South Africa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How does that gig land in your lab?
1: So basically they headhunted me, yeah. I sent up to New York to do an interview. But it was actually an induction.: They'd already identified the bosses me. told you this you know what I mean this, this is what you're doing, and then like that like, I just realized when I got there, like it puts me at the helm of the South African arm of number one, the biggest music distributor in the world. They distribute 30 percent of the world's distributed music yeah. right now, and also like expanded my network, so now I'm like one office of 43 around the world, where yeah, I was able to leverage my success in the music industry as an executive in South Africa to the rest of the world and have it recognized in the biggest music market in the world, which is the United States of America and be a recognized figure.
0: So on this journey, Mm -hmm. as you continue to push, and I know you're you're, you're the kind of guy that's pushing beyond anything that's ever been done. Mm. Uh, What are the three takeaways you give to young entrepreneurs, producers, songwriters, someone out there just really trying to push and, you know, and put in their 10,000 hours and go somewhere?
1: The most important thing is that you need to believe in luck. As much as I believed that you know, certain things were difficult and everything else, yeah. I still pursued them with a certain determination to get lucky trust yourself to be the one that is able to succeed to mm. be the one that is able to overcome prepare yourself for opportunity so preparation is everything as much as like i feel like i got lucky yes. in my life every single time i've had an opportunity to get like i was prepared for it and i just keep on loving every moment of it and learning from each and every challenge yeah
0: my man thank you so much thank you so much you set the me. bloody bar so <laughs> damn high now thank you ah! ladies <laughs> thank and gentlemen nota bar. The Fundy Podcast is broadly brought to you by Mesa Fundi. Now, in order to win one of these, all you gotta do is follow at shop Mesa, press like on one of the posts and tag a friend. Terms and conditions do apply. Gotta be a South African resident. Sorry, rest of the world. Other than that, yeah, press like away.